Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Juliette Televi, and join me to take your questions this evening are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments. Please be sure to send those questions to us via SMS. Uh, 41392 is the number there, or email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za. Wayne, David, good evening to you both. David, I'm going to start with you, A, because Wayne's just joined us, and B, because it's a great day to be a bull on the stock market. Yeah. Well, today, mm. uh, actually this, mm. this week to date. Um, what's mm. behind all these animal spirits? Hey, lots. I think a lot has to do with the inflation number yesterday. And I think yeah, the conversation has shifted so fast from concerns about raising rates now towards uh, deflation, no longer inflation. Deflation means prices go down. Mm. In other words, air, airfares go down and uh, the cost of TVs go down and uh, you know other services. So um, it's suddenly gone that way and everybody's getting optimistic about when rates will now be cut. Is it going to be in the first quarter of next year and so on? So I think against that backdrop, you've seen interest rates fall in the US. I'm talking about bond yields and uh, people feeling a lot more optimistic about where the market is. I'm in that camp. You know, I'm celebrating. I'm, I'm really rejoicing and enjoying just to see green every day. So uh, yeah. know, kill the party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to kill the party. But um, having said that, Wayne, it does seem a bit of an extreme move to be so fretting uh, deeply about rising inflation and high interest rates and then moving to talking about deflation. That's um, yeah. practically schizophrenic, actually. Look, that's, that is the market. The market at these inflection points, as we discussed last week, is actually schizophrenic. Last week, it was doom and gloom and higher interest rates for longer and possibly another rate increase. Within a week, the whole mood has changed on the back of one data release. And I think that this data release hopefully has put to bed the scare of higher interest rates and that interest rates will probably come down quicker than what people are anticipating. So it's literally what we have been discussing now for what seems like eternity that, you know, interest rates will peak this year and start falling next year. And the next two years in South Africa will be very different to the previous two years. We'll be in a commodity upcycle with a good share market, a better economy and a stronger rent. I mean, you know, the trifecta. Um, is there any <laughs> But if you look at what happened today, shares like Naspass had a particularly good day. Was that justified? Naspass up 6%? Uh, that but, was uh, Tencent numbers came out, which, were, well, <laughs> which weren't that great. But uh, I think they were better than expected. I, I've yet to go through them. I've got to go through them in greater detail. But on the face of it, they looked down. Uh, Wayne might have had a closer look. Uh, there were things to celebrate. You know, gaming's up and the fintech side of the business is, is picking up. Uh, but I think it's it's also generally the outlook that we're getting from companies that are starting to drive the prices up. So very good gains in Tencent there, which I think filtered through here on top of everything else, mm. you know, on top of just a, a, a brighter mood. Um, and just on the, uh, Wayne, sorry, uh, your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, Chinese, some, some economic data came out, consumer cons consumption expenditure was quite a bit better than anticipated. And of course, China is putting huge amount of cash into the system there to stimulate the economy. So I think all of these factors helped with 
Chinese shares like Tencent and nice person prices. Mm. And just on the I remember yeah. Mr. Xi and Mr. Biden are meeting again. Yeah. So suddenly relationships are warming. You know, they're hugging and shaking hands or whatever mm. they're doing there. So that's also a move that we didn't expect. So mm. I think you know, China reaching out as well, also wanting to change the uh, mood, wanting to attract investors back into China. So, uh, yeah, mm. all of that, you know, just, just another, what did you call the part of the trifecta? Yes. I don't know what what when four things go right. I don't know. Anyway, you can oh, make no, up four, a word. Four things yeah. is a four-leaf clover, and those obviously don't exist. So don't push your luck, okay? Um, yeah. But just on the rand, it, uh, suddenly at eighteen nineteen, I think it, uh, I don't know if it got any firmer than that. Um, That's a um, Wayne, uh, does one um, does one think? Oh, okay, finally we're on a winning trajectory, or is this kind of a bit of a flash in the pan? Don't get over uh, overexcited, or do you think the weakness that we've seen in the rand, you know, going back to sort of eighteen ninety, was just too weak, and and we are now heading to uh, to a level that would be closer to fair value, should we say? Yeah. Look, in the shorter term, I've got no idea. The rand could be back at at, at nineteen next week. Who knows? But on a medium term outlook, a two year outlook, one to two year outlook, the rand's probably going below seventeen. Because that's what it does every economic upcycle. During the down cycle, it collapses and gets destroyed, and everyone wants to give up. And then the cycle turns, and the rand appreciates significantly. The rand is highly volatile, both down and up in the in, in the valuation. We've just been experiencing the down part for the last couple of years, and we will get the upcycle because interest rates will fall and we get a commodity cycle recovery. So fair value is 16 17 and I think on the next year or two, the RAND will get there. Mm. But it will get there probably with a lot of volatility. Yeah. David, would you be similarly as, as bullish? I'm bullish on markets, and I think Wayne's right on the commodity cycle. That will turn. And uh, with that, you will get a better RAND. You know, whether it's 16, 16, 50 or 70, it's so hard to call. But I certainly think it will be better than uh, the range that we're at at the moment. But that comes with good markets, you know. So (laughs) you're always faced with a conundrum, you know, uh, waiting to get the perfect grand. But in the meantime, you're missing the gains on the other side and so on. But I think you'll get good markets here as well. Uh, You know, I've been watching, just watching some of the commodity shares that Wayne is alluding to now. And you see Amplats, you know, up 8% and suddenly Sabanya starting Mm -hmm. to turn. Well, those are good signs. You know, good sign at a time where nothing is happening in the commodity, you know, in the commodity itself. So, you know, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Uh, We talk markets, you know, I don't know about the SA economy. Yes, they are somewhat removed. That's a parallel universe, you know, that's uh, (laughs) the stock market and the South African economy. Mm. (laughs) Well, maybe uh, the U.S. market, the Main Street and Wall Street, too. Um, Just on that point, uh, a viewer sent through a question uh, saying, I bought SABs in Zele Kabili uh, BE shares last year. It was obviously a mistake. I want to sell them to buy Anglo-American platinum shares. Would that be a wise thing to do? So, um, I mean, SAB is—you're not exposed to the ABN Bev. You're exposed purely to the to the SA Breweries portion of the business, right? As far as I understand, um, Wayne, uh, if if you haven't done well in these shares, would you cut your losses now and then and and buy into Amplats at this juncture? Look, 
you'll probably still do okay on the SAB shares, but you'll probably do better on on Amplats, if I'm right on the cycle. And these Amplats shares can double and double again. Eh? Mm. People are just not drinking enough. Mm. <laughs> Wait, that's a troublesome remark to make. <laughs> no, what, what I'm getting yeah. at is that, uh, uh, you know, if we've looked at uh, ABM, if you looked at Diageo, some of those, uh, the, the numbers are not that exciting. And I don't know what the backdrop to that is, but uh, they're not, you know, they're, they're not meeting our expectations. Mm. So I would I would agree with Wayne. I would I would far rather have Amplats. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Habits are difficult. It's so difficult to read people's tastes and habits. You know, particularly yes. in those areas. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I recall um, SAB Miller when it was still SAB Miller uh-huh. lamenting the fact that unlike coffee, you couldn't really drink beer all the time. I suppose, uh, mm. you know, um, yeah. some people could, but uh, it, it is it is a, a bit of a problem. And I, I guess um, if there's a cost of living crisis as well, maybe uh, mm. there's cutbacks there too. Um, moving on, uh, the question uh, particularly, uh, I suppose, directed to you, Wayne. Uh, Wayne said on one of the news channels uh, that the reason for the increase in delistings on the JSE was because their valuations were low and everyone wants to buy cheap shares. But then why do they want to buy the cheap shares by delisting <laughs> rather than on the JSE? Um, good question. Um, the, the everyone, yeah, perhaps you could explain that conundrum. Look, I'm not too sure I understand it entirely, but if, when, when you delist, someone's buying you. Yeah, in and other someone's words... Someone's buying you because you're cheap. Yeah. So either the existing shareholders are buying 100% or someone's come from overseas and buying the company and delisting it. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite normal, actually, to get these big delistings when the market's undervalued because people see bargains and want to buy them. David? Yeah, it's exactly that. And I think that one of the problems that the JSE has and other markets as well is with small caps. Uh, they're not covered by analysts. Um, institutions don't necessarily get involved in them and buy them. So you find them trading at what would be a discount to uh, their underlying value or Wayne just puts it basically cheap. And uh, businesses come in and say, "Hold on, if this is where it's uh, yeah, this is where it's trading, we can pay a lot more for it and mm. take it off the market, or or shareholders themselves, or company owners themselves can take it off. So it's it's neglect, you know, through neglect it trades at a at it doesn't trade at the same kind of premiums as some of the bigger shares. Yeah, I mean, I suppose premiums meaning multiples, you know, um, PE ratios or whatever uh, multiple you want to apply." You know, it, it is the it's, it's the problem. It's, it's a, the, the curse of the, the 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 cheap share on the JSE because you want, you think okay, well, I'd like to buy them because they're cheap, but I'm not going to make any money out of them because the market um, is underappreciated or underrated or neglected or foreign money has left the country or everyone's taking their money offshore. So I'm not going to see an appreciation in the shares that I've bought. So why buy them at all? I, I, you know, this is kind of the. I, I, you know, and people like Paul Miller, for example, are, are trying to suggest ways to kind of break this logjam because you, you feel like you're caught in a bit of a vicious cycle here. I, th- I think. Go, sorry, Wayne. Go. No, no, carry on, David. Carry on. No, what I what's happened as well is there's been a big move towards ETFs and towards uh, unit trusts. So, and they don't buy shares like individuals used to buy in the past. 
you know, long before they came onto the market, you'd, you'd find uh, individuals being a lot more active and therefore got a lot more active in, in equities. You know, to an extent, this whole new culture that we have uh, of buying products and buying that have also taken away the appeal of smaller businesses. Mm. Yeah. Wayne, you want to add something? Does that there? make sense to yeah. you? I don't yeah, know. It does. You were grimacing. <laughs> I'm not sure whether it works. <laughs> yeah, look, look, you know, the whole small cap uh, argument, small caps and medium caps only really thrive during good economic times with a strong market and a new listings boom. You know, they suffer particularly badly when the market's in the doldrums and the economy's in the doldrums and interest rates are high. And that's why, as I said before, that's why you get the big delistings in those under those circumstances. Mm. Yeah, uh, a question came through about 91's results uh, that were out mm. today. Not great. Um, and the viewer says, "Can your panel give their view on disappointing 91 numbers? This is not; these are not good results. The dividend was 5.9 pence. I think what the earnings were 8.5 pence. Uh, very disappointing. The company needs a new CEO. Hendrik must retire. New blood, please." Um, <laughs> Wayne, that seems a bit harsh. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hendrik is one of the finest asset managers I've ever met in my life. Full stop. There's no qualifications on that one. What do you expect from an asset manager in a market wow. where you've got the highest interest rates in the UK and the US that you've had in 30 years with the steepest increase you, you've seen in living memory? You expect good results. You know, these are cyclical companies. They are tied to the value of the stock market. Yeah. In fact, probably now's the right time to buy time it. to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, things are going to change fast for Hendrick and uh, for 91. Money's going to flow in, um, market's going to go up, um, returns will be higher. So mm. I think it's a, it's a classic time to buy. I would probably think uh, Coronation, Sunlum, Old Mutual are all in the same position. But yes. I'm with Wayne on Hendrick. You know, built that up brilliantly, yeah. Yeah. Um just a, a comment there on, you know, you can forgive someone looking at a 91's performance, the share price performance, the results performance versus, say, the NASDAQ or the S&P 500's because you can say, well, look, these are diametrically opposed graphs. But the point is the S&P 500 has been taken up by a handful of shares, which doesn't mm. reflect. I mean, or am I giving... Uh, am I being too <coughs> kind to an asset management company? You could say, well, the U.S. market's up. You know, so you could say the stock market has actually done well this year. Why aren't your shares reflecting this performance? Well, look, it's, I suppose the, 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 the performance of the underlying portfolios will track or should track over time the main stock indices. But, but believe me, when people make comparatives between stock indices and, uh, and uh, asset management companies, they always pick the best index to compare you against, eh? or the best competitor to compare you against. Mm. And it's easy to work out which, which is the best competitor or which is the best indice with hindsight, best index with hindsight. Hindsight is a 100% exact science. Mm. Okay. Um, the whole world wasn't in the S&P. Yeah. You know, every investable rand was in the S&P 500 and in the top five or top seven of the S&P 500. So you forget that there are a whole lot of other assets that go with an asset management. 
company, um, massive number of. So I, I agree. I think that it's it's been a incredibly tough year for for fund managers. In fact, a, a very tough couple of years for fund managers, and it will recover. The equity culture will come back. People will start to feel a little more optimistic and start to put money back into the market. And that's where someone like Hendrik will benefit. Yeah. Okay. Then um, moving right. on to uh, Sun International and Tsukhosan Gaming, uh, the viewer asks, uh, do you like the long-term value on offer currently by Sun International and Tsukhosan Gaming? And which one would you choose? Um, when you have said consistently that you would buy in Sun International, you like the, the tourism yes. theme that they're benefiting from. Okay, so I don't know if you still yes. maintain that view and if you give them I'm, the share I'm price. With that, I'm, with that, I'm with that all the way. When you look at any result that comes out related to uh, tourism, car hire, look at Zeta. I mean, this industry is flying in. So I'll, I'll go for Sun International. I mean, you're getting a 10% dividend yield almost on this. Um, is there any cheap. particular reason why you would choose Sun International over Tsukhosan Gaming? Yeah, I'm not a big gaming person. I oh. I don't think tourists come here to gamble. Mm. Yeah, I'm just I, not a big I, gaming person. I don't like it. I don't like the the, the industry. It yet. Um, it's improving. I mean, you know, if you look at the numbers, it will improve. People will go to Sun International and they will go and play on the slots or on the tables, whatever it is. But I think Wayne's, you know, it, it's more, it's a broader hospitality um, improvement rather than simply on the gaming side. And both Toga's got, got it as well. I mean, a lot of those are hotels. Yes. You know, so I, 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 wouldn't, um, I wouldn't really differentiate. They both benefit, as will City Lodge which has got no gaming at all. In yeah. fact, it's got vending machines, you know, to get a Coca-Cola out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the closest know. thing they've got to slots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course, Sun International has also got lots of gaming, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Sun International's had maybe a more sort of obvious trajectory higher this year. I mean, Soko, if we're looking at the chart now, has kind of fluctuated around a certain point and it doesn't really seem to have managed to hoisted stuff sell further than 13 rand a share it was up today but it's kind of seems to be stuck at a level yeah that's a difficult question i think i'll both do well if you look at soccer it's just gone sideways yeah, yeah but it's a nice base that that's a very nice base from which to spring but at least it's creeping in the right direction <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, in the absence of any other yeah. questions, there were quite a few uh, trading updates. There was multi-choice. There was Woolies. There was 91, which we've already discussed. There was Renet. Um, what did you make of the Woolies trading update? Because it's the shares came off um, in a day of general exuberance, and it seems like business in Australia and New Zealand in particular are really tough and not getting any better. Was that principally what knocked the share price today, David? I think so, yeah. Slightly disappointing, but still a very strong um, underlying performance. In fact, that Australia, I, I, I thought Australia and, and New Zealand were doing okay. And I'm surprised that they are battling on that side of things. Uh, they've got the benefit from the sale of David Jones now. But, uh, you know, it was a little disappointing to see Country Road going kind of backwards and that. Um, but anyway, look, Australia is still a very wealthy country. Um, they're still well positioned there, particular, you know, at, at the moment. What what fascinated me was uh, that that their whole summer range was held back because of the 
there's shortages of, I mean, problems at, at the, the port. port. And you don't realize it, you know, that how bad it is. Yeah. But uh, this is evidence. You know, they need to get the range going and they can't unload the ships. They must be tearing That's their hair crazy. out. Mm. Um, mm. Actually, the finance ghost uh, who writes for the FM uh, and is a, a sort of a, a voluble uh, Twitter presence s- talked about how TFG, uh, the, you know, you can see the benefits of their, their localization mm. approach. And TFG has done a hell mm. of a lot to invest in mm. local manufacturing ca- capability. And you can see how that would pay off in a situation like this. If you've got port chaos, you can't, you've got no stock to sell, whereas if you've got well, a, a you local base. textiles, you know, you still need a lot of that stuff. It depends mm. whether the textile, you might have the factories <clears> here, <throat> but, but it just affects every part of it. Mm. And sometimes they mix up the containers, you know, they offload container number two before container number one. And suddenly you're offloading your winter fashion instead of the summer fashion. So, you know, there's a lot of confusion out there. Mm. Um, Wayne, if you had to look, because you've had quite a few updates so far. Thanks, David. Yes, yes. who wants open-toed shoes in winter? Um, remember that saga. Um, you've had Truist, you've had TFG, yes. you've had Woolies. We haven't had Mr. Price, um, and we've had Pepco. Uh, does anything tempt you into the, the apparel sector of, of the retail market yeah, of the jersey? apparel, I mean, just quickly on, 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 on Woolworths there, Transnet and, and the logistics things. Transnet is a bigger catastrophe than than Eskom, if that's possible. It's a bigger catastrophe. It just doesn't come into our house every single day like load shedding does. So, so we as the average Joe, average citizen, don't really realize what a complete and utter catastrophe. It's it's way worse than Eskom. Eh? Mm. I mean, the amount of rail freight that's been going through has fallen from 18 million tons a year 18. a month, 18 million tons a month, oh. down to 12. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a catastrophe, and the ports are also a, a complete catastrophe. But just to come back, you know, everything put in a pot and stirred, these companies aren't doing so badly in, in, in an incredibly difficult environment. Yeah. The thing is, would it? Would you buy them oh, on the expectation that yes, if they were you. okay? So if mm. there were an, an easing in conditions, and we talked about the trifecta of perfect conditions, um, in the next couple of years, lower interest rates, uh, inflation comes down, load shedding stabilizes, the rand strengthens. Would you say that the retail shares are poised for quite a, uh, a bounce? Yes, I, I would think so. The valuations are incredibly low. We spoke about this quite a bit last last week. Um, the valuations on SA shares, well, our market in total is actually very, very good valuation. I mean, it's a it's 10% cheaper, 10% less cheap than what it was a week ago, mm. but at the, it's still cheap valuations. Mm. Okay, getting to your stock picks now. David, what is your pick this evening? I'm going for Wayne's favorite company, Home Depot. And, mm. uh, <laughs> I, you know, the results... The result, the share price went up. The results were a little disappointing, reflecting uh, the lack of spending in in America on housing. You remember they had those bumper years during COVID where everybody was redoing their kitchens and uh, bathrooms and so on. But it's such a good business, and I think against the backdrop that we've been painting about lower interest rates, I would expect that this is a sector that's going to come back, and uh, it's just such a well placed company to benefit. You know, I don't yeah. don't expect massive turnaround next year 
but I think in the next couple of years they will recover and continue to outperform the S and P. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, a big statement. There. Yes. Woof, we'll hold you to it. What's <laughs> <laughs> the day? Fifteenth of November, twenty twenty-three. <laughs> um, uh, Wayne, how about you? I'm going for Mr. Price to lose I think that's what I, what I chose. Uh, on exactly the same theme we've been talking about for the whole the whole program, uh, the valuations are quite low. The SA consumers consumer should turn around. Things should get better. The economy should improve. And if you if your share is correctly priced, which Mr. Price and many others are as well, into that environment, you can do quite well out of it. Mm. Okay. David Wayne, thank you very much for joining us as always. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities. Wayne McCurry is from FNB Wealth and Investments. And coming up next, the close. Stay with us.